Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Realness with three S's. I'm your host here, Chantel Francis, with my co-host for the night, Miss Fanta. How are you doing tonight, Fanta? I'm so good. I You're ate so good. <laughs> I ate five, count it, five tacos, and this was a good episode. Five tacos? Actually, or is this a joke that I'm not getting? No, I ate five tacos. <laughs> Where were the tacos from? There's this place that I just started going to um, down the street, and it's amazing. Like, they're the best tacos I've ever had almost in my life. And uh, they're so good. So I got to eat and watch. Oh, my goodness. Um, like, so that, like, is, that, is that like the challenge meal is eating tacos and watching this episode? Yeah, sometimes it's burritos, but... Well, I want to hear more about that after, but if it's your first time here in Reality Realness, well then welcome. We're very happy to have you. Just do us a favor, do that little subscribe thing. It helps everybody out. It just, you know, makes it a good reason for us to come and talk to someone, even though we'll talk to each other, even if there's nobody here, we'd still talk to each other about this show that we love, but it's also a lot of fun talking with you guys as well. So we got some friends here in the chat. Sophie's here, so we have a couple questions for us. Hi, Sophie. So Sophie says, so some people in the All-Star Season 2, um, I don't remember them on the challenge. Um, well, that is some news that happened in Challenge Nation. They dropped the cast of Season 2 of All-Stars, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's a lot of road rules, like which is the early, early, early seasons of the show, and a lot of real-world um, previous contestants that may never have gotten onto, like, you know, proper, proper the challenge. Like they might've still just done like Battle of the Sexes, like one, you know, way in the back's past. So some of these people are really old school and that's probably why you don't know them. They they finished their tenure in like 2001 or two, right? Yeah, yeah, there's some people, uh, oh my gosh, just haven't seen them on TV for ages. But, yeah, I do uh, not remember two people, but I've, I've watched their season. So I'm actually going to go back and do a quick speed through some road rule seasons. Cause like, I haven't seen them in a while. And I remember I was obsessed with road rules. So I'm going to go and like, just feel a refresher on people's personalities. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't really watch, uh, road rules. I feel like I kind of missed that boat a little bit. Yeah. Um, you're, you'd be a little bit young. I was, I think I was just a little bit too young, but uh i do remember it uh but mostly it was like real world Wait, for me you literally watching... have been like five <laughs> you were a lot too young <laughs> well, yeah i mean the early though i think the first season of real world that i watched was the first las vegas with like trishelle and ireland and steve and frank so that was pretty that was our, that's like 2010 wasn't it so that's like pretty yeah i was like a, the series I was like 11 years old and I was like, what is this show? And like, so just, good. <laughs> okay, I don't, don't think I was allowed to watch it, but I did anyway. I, I definitely watched them all from, well, I didn't watch them all from the beginning, but I went back and, and rewatched them. I started watching when I was in high school. So about 15 or 16, I started watching um, the real, the road rule season with Abe was the season that I, my dad told me to watch this like, this crazy kid, but he has like a heart of gold and he's getting into trouble, but he's on the season. And so like my dad convinced me to watch this season with road rules. 
And I was like, wow, this is great. And so then I went back and I don't know how I found them, but like on like VHS, like maybe I went to the library and found the VHS tape of the seasons. I don't know what I did, but I got the seasons and I went back and watched all those. And then I also went and started watching the real world as well. And I went back to the beginning and watched those. So, but this was like when I was young. So you were really young, real young. Sophie's still fangirling here for you, Miss Fanta. Let's go, Skull Crushers! <laughs> oh my God, that that oh my God, that I got a little teary eyed at the end. Hi, Dabu. Thank you for being here. Green, blue, red, simple. It wasn't. It, it was pretty easy though, actually. But we'll talk about that a little bit more. All right, Sophie says both team baddies and Bettina and friends are tied with the same amount of people um, that they have left. With Team Skull Crushers have four people, while Team Skull Crushers have four people left. No, 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 no. I lost a person, didn't I? I have. You lost a person tonight. I have three CT, Corey, Kyle, and Emmy. I have five people. Um, Shouldn't she have six? Because I thought we had 666. Was I wrong when I made that 666? No, I think maybe I was behind. Who has Logan again? I have Logan. Oh, I you think. Do? Yeah, no, I have I have five. Are you like, sure? I, you know that I put I put up the thing you said you demand to see a revote. <laughs> I could have sworn. Oh, did I say was, Ed? I don't think I said not, Ed. So you have CT, yeah, have, Kyle, Emmy, Tori, Corey, and Ed. Six. Yeah, I, so I we all had it. six people. I lost someone this episode. I lost my dear Priscilla, I mean, she was at the she was my last woman picked. You know what I mean? So the fact that she's going now, I think she's done a really great job. She stayed in past the halfway point, or just at the halfway point. Um, and we, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But we do hear TJ at the end saying, "We will definitely be seeing you back here again," which to me is insurance that she will be invited back. What do you think? I think so. I think she had a, and I, I, I agree with that. Like, I'm like, I would be happy to see Priscilla again. I think she had a great showing, um, called down a vet at the end. Like she was just like, let's go, let's do this. So made it, made a big move, called down a vet. She showed up late. Uh, oh, the first one. Sorry, you're right, Chris. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I my brain started thinking about this. You're, you're right, Chris. The first one is 2002. The other one was 2010 or 11. So, sorry. Continue, Fanta. Um, yeah. So she showed up late personality-wise uh, or maybe edit-wise um, in the season. But I, I liked Priscilla and I, I'd be happy to see her back for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm always going to love someone that's learning, figuring out the game, but not playing scared. So she kind of sat back. She watched what was going on. Um, if she had a better partner, she might have been more involved in the strategy because, you know, no offense to Nelson, but like he's not, I don't want him to be my partner because he wouldn't really show me how to play the game. And so yeah. she, I think she did a pretty good job with like seeing what was going on and took her shot when she had the opportunity to take that shot. Um, and she, she did, took two. And the second one she missed, but I think the fact that she was willing to go out swinging like that, I think it shows somebody that could become a really good player. So hopefully they 
invest in her and allow her to come back and get better so that she can be a new vet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think it, it, it is great for people to like make bigger moves like that. And I hope she doesn't get like the comfortable syndrome where she comes back and then is like, okay, I'm, I'm on the show now. So I'm not going to make big moves anymore. Cause I just want to hang out. I mean, she's still going to have to figure out how to get into those, like penetrate those alliances. So I think that she is another person. I was said this about Berna that might do a little bit of homework. And if she wants to come back and see like, okay, this is how the game is played. I think she was in a little bit over her head, just being so unfamiliar with any of these competitive reality games. And I think that she's going to come back with the desire to win. You saw that what was on the line for her this episode. I think that she'd be like, wait, this is an, actually an opportunity for me to win a million bucks or half a million bucks. Like, let me put in a little bit more work. She mentioned she's not, her stamina is not great. Let me go and get my stamina up there and see if I can come back with a better strategy, know what I'm getting myself into, and maybe be able to perform a little bit better. So I'm rooting that she'll do some homework. What do you think? Do you think she will? I mean, it's it's tough to say. I I hope so. I, I, I it would be. I mean, it would especially be like super fun if Berna did homework because she's got a nasty little personality that is so entertaining to watch. Like she can really stir up some shit and like really she can make herself a villain like that's what we're missing right we're really missing a villain so um yeah just anyone who's like wanting to play play dirty play interesting um i'm always all for it and like that's most likely not going to be a vet because they know they work like vets know that you lay low and you strike at the end like that's just like that's how you win it is and we need people to want to win but also not know that like getting into a big group alliance and staying strong to that alliance is the best way to get to the end it, it's fast but uh we want people to break that stuff up hopefully hi liz thanks for being here um chris though question for you do you know since you are a og real world and road rules diehard do you know where i can find them online is it just like finding it on like Daily Motion or YouTube and just hope for the best? Or do you know if there's a resource somewhere? Because I would like to just, I mean, it would take like a couple hours. These are like 20 minute episodes. Like, yeah, so short. Back in the day, reality TV was so short. Now it's so a movie. Short. So short. So this episode, episode 10, we're pretty much over the halfway point of the season. It's gone by really fast. Not gonna lie, like it's zipping. Um, it's called Precious Stones. We learn why pretty quickly. Um, we see Nelson and Corey talking, and Corey's so pissed, and he wants his revenge. And and Nelson was being the word, the the word, word of reason, the voice of reason, saying that you can't, you can't let your emotions get the best of you. Because, like, Corey's just like, revenge, revenge, revenge. So I was very surprised that Nelson could see that, like, he was playing emotionally and that it was an optimal strategy. Were you shocked? Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess, like, one of them has to, like, be chill, like, at at one time, like, I guess if you think about it, it is pretty rare for both of them to be popping off at once. Like that's what like last week. Well, except for in the deliberation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say in deliberation, they were both popping off at the same time, but usually it's like one of them that's like going off and the other one's like, hey man, like get it together. Exactly. Um, so what Corey wants, um, Kyle, Amanda and Ashley, and I'm just like, it actually isn't that great for him to want those people out, right? Like, yeah, they might be coming for him to a certain extent, but like, he should want to run a final with Ashley. Like, I know they don't get along that well, but like, they and they have known each other the longest. They were on the original Real World season together. Yeah, she got kicked off that season, and was they weren't friends, but they have competed together on a rival season. So like, they know each other pretty well so whether or not you like each other like you should be wanting to work with each other because you know the strengths you know how to you know to a certain extent how to work with each other so the fact that he wants to target ashley it's like you know he should want to run with her you should like all at this point all the girls should be totally going to the guys and being like you should keep me you should keep me you should keep me and all the guys should be doing that to girls like you should keep me you should keep me you should keep me so it's just very lack of strategy Corey. Corey. Yeah, he's he's not a strategist. He's a short-sighted guy. They both like him and Nelson both have have short fuses. Um and they're they're just not strategists. They just don't think that way. Like even in the after show last week where um him and Amanda like got in the fight and what was Corey saying again? He was like he was like saying like talking about Ashley and like talking like saying that like Amanda wasn't loyal. Something like that. Uh, wait, wait, to Corey to Kyle? Corey was saying this to Amanda in the after show. Oh, shoot. I did watch it, but then, I can't remember. And then um, Amanda was like, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. This is what oh, happened. Oh, it was that um, Nelson. Yeah, he's saying that Nelson said that you were, um, you promised that you're going to vote somebody like vote Ashley oh, in yes. you lied you lied you lied and she's like no that's not what happened Nelson came up to me and said and then asked me to burn my vote to help save you and so yeah. that's what the the action was she still lied about it like she yeah. didn't actually do that she voted him in but like he got his facts wrong but that's the thing is that like you can't be a strategist if you don't have your facts straight yeah, exactly. Period. Like you can't well, like, do that. It's that's <laughs> the most basic thing of like play like playing strategy properly is you have to have all your ducks in a row. You have to have everything straight. And for like it to be like after the season and Corey like still doesn't have his like, back straight, which oh. I understand because it like you know, but even oh actually it would have aired that episode aired. So after that, it's just still like, oh man, like you're not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> which is like scary it's like dude you've been doing this for how many years and like you still just can't like do your homework so yeah yeah poor guy <laughs> i mean he must get a pretty big stipend or something like that and you just try to stay as long as he can because like i don't see him winning i no. don't There's um no. hi natalie so michelle isn't here tonight um we love you michelle we can't wait to talk to you about this episode next week but she, maybe Fanta knows the answer to this. I didn't see this online. So Natalie wants to know what is our reaction to Polly and Kara's comment about the season's cast and Devin firing back. I did not see this. Did you see this? Um, yeah, Paul and Kari did like a, a podcast, but basically they were talking shit about like pretty much all of the rookies and they were basically, like they were saying that they didn't have brains and like all of the stuff. 
so it was really funny because in response to the like in response to the podcast it was like challenge like 911 or something that had had posted it and then um gosh who was it it was like Josh Michelle uh Emmanuel they all responded and they were like they were like yeah we're like so stupid and Michelle was like yeah we don't have brains and um uh who i can't remember like i can't remember what anyone else said but it was just like funny because they were like i think somebody else was like oh like yeah you're just like upset because oh yeah it was josh josh was like you're just upset because you're not getting the callbacks and that is like <laughs> in effect like what it is it's just like it's so dumb like these guys are so butthurt paula polly and cara are so butthurt and they keep saying like we don't care we don't care we're so happy in our open relationship and blah blah blah, blah all this stuff but they literally cannot stop talking about the challenge. Like they want to be on it back on it so badly. They just see like their relevancy, like slipping through their fingers and like <laughs> they cannot handle it. So yeah, now they're just throwing like sex rock retreats with like, <laughs> with like with the, the dragon of reality. Challenge <laughs> rejects. Like again, yeah. <laughs> who got cut out of the first season for being a racist piece of shit. Like, I'm like, what is happening here? Did you hear what she said? Lauren Coogan told Anissa. Oh yeah, there was like all this other stuff with like Coriel. But I saw I couldn't I couldn't find the full thread of that. I knew that Coriel okay. got involved and he, she was like, Coriel, You were there, like I was in the room. Yes, okay. So Lauren told Coriel, don't make being gay your whole storyline. Right. And then Coriel was like, what the hell? Like, I am gay. And it is very important because, like, gay people are really underrepresented on the challenge. Mm -hmm. And then she was just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Just whatever. Don't make that your whole storyline. And then she called, I don't know the time frame of this, but Lauren Coogan said that Anissa looked like a monkey. And then um, Coriel, like, tweeted it. And then she was like, went off on Coriel and was like, you weren't even in the room. Like, that's not what was said. And then he was like, bitch, like I was literally in the room. And like, that is what you said. You racist. <laughs> that's not good. So I, I also find it interesting. I'm like for, uh, Cara and Polly, I'm like, that's also not a good look for mm -hmm. you guys. Mm -mm. Like there's all of these murmurs and stuff of like Polly, like hanging out with proud boys and stuff, which, I don't, I don't know the specifics of that, but the fact that you're, you're hanging out with somebody who was kicked off of the challenge for being racist is like, what are you doing? Like you guys have gone low, but really this low? Why? Well, I mean, she's probably, they're just, we're hoping anybody that will give them their $5,000, right? Anyone that will like go, but it's just like. And oh, like be in a like, thong bikini and like potentially have sex with him. Like, you know, anybody super thirsty, fame thirsty, she's, she's yeah. that she's perfect. Yeah. So anyway, but so yeah, that's, that's, that's that Natalie. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Nat thanks Natalie for bringing this up so I can get caught up in some of the tea. Oh boy. <laughs> that, I, yeah. I could probably go on and on and on about Cara Maria and Polly. Yeah, um, I think I need to watch some of the. I think I might have to do like a deep dive in what that that particular um, 
YouTube podcast or whatever that they did because I saw clips of it, but like, I didn't actually listen or watch like watch the full thing. So I think I'm gonna go take a little little listen so I can have some more biased opinions about them <laughs> and just like really cultivate my dislike. So, um, so Tori's talking to CT in the bedroom and CT just is not really caring about what Tori has to say, but Tori's like super shocked about Amber and be like, oh my God, like, are you shocked that Amber's like gone? Can you believe it? And he's like, no. And he's like lying. He's like, actually, yes. Um, and he says that the only thing that Amber was really good at was running and not much else. Why are you covering your face, Banta? Because that was savage. <laughs> it was so savage. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah, ZT is still a dick. It was savage. I was just like, that's so mean. It was just mean. It was mean. Daddy CT was mean. It was mean. To, to Tori though, like just like really was want to talk to CT and he's just like, oh god. Oh. No, like it was mean about Amber, but I mean oh, it gives Amber, but you can you know he like okay, this is the thing though, you know that he must have been feeling that way because he didn't you didn't hear one people of them standing up for her the entire season. I remember we we're just kind of yeah. like, you know, they ran together. You'd think that he would be protecting her or maybe want to run together with her again, but he yeah. didn't say a peep about her the whole season. He's probably just like She's not actually that great of a partner. She can run. But like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily care to do it with her again because I don't know. She's not yeah. that good. <laughs> it's it's true. Like it does bring it all full circle because like in the beginning, everyone was like, why isn't CT like shacking up with Amber again? But I think it's probably a thing where it's like, it's just too much like flightiness and like drama for him that he's just like, that's like too much. I just feel sad when people are mean to Amber. There, I said it. Okay, that's okay. You can feel sad. But this is the thing too, though. So we already made the comparison that Berna and Amber were kind of similar in how they react to situations. And uh -huh. I'm wondering if CT doesn't like that about Amber as well, because he probably wouldn't be able to fully control Amber. Like you saw the scene last week where Amber's talking with the... Uh, or was it the week before? I don't know. With Josh and Casey. And she's like, I'm going to throw myself down there so I can like fight with Jeremiah. And like, you know, he doesn't want his partner to be doing these rash things. So I wouldn't be surprised if her, that part of her personality that's very similar to Berna is one of the reasons why he didn't enjoy running with her or wanting to work with her this season. I think so. I think, that that's, I think that's what it's come down to, unfortunately. Uh, you just keep on defending Amber. Do you think she's going to be asked back? What do you think about her performance? Yeah, I think she'll be asked back. And she did tweet recently that she wants to come back. I, I like her. I know she's like a little bit whatever, but I, I like Amber. It's because she's like so gorgeous. <laughs> what? Nice. I didn't even, I honestly, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Pfft. I didn't even Beautiful. notice. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Easy on the eyes. I don't know. So Bettina and Priscilla are, are chatting. And, you know, this is when they're starting to do a little bit of story development. So I'm like, okay, so either Bettina or Priscilla are going to be going into the lair because we're getting some more, what are you here for? What are you playing for? <laughs> um, and uh, Bettina 
you know, is playing for all of the small town girls that want to dream big and, and get out of their small town and just do something more than is expected for them, which I can respect, but I don't understand because I've always been from a big town. But um, I, I, I do really like Bettina. I think she's really sweet. Um, I, I enjoy her. Her laugh is insane, which is so fun. Um, she's good vibes. So I like Bettina. I just don't, she might be in over her head, but I liked her. Um, and Priscilla is talking about how she wants to do it for her mom. And I got a little bit choked up because, you know, she wants to take some burden off of her mom and like wants to do something for her. So I was like, oh, with that sob story though, Priscilla, this might be your time to go. What were you thinking? Yeah, I was like, when she was having that, uh, talk, I was like, uh oh. Two things. I was like, do they only eat pizza in that house? <laughs> I thought of that too. And I was like, and on the bed? I was like, interesting. Okay. On the bed. Um, yeah, so I, I was thinking that. I was like, uh, I feel like she's going down today. Definitely going down, maybe going home. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like going down and out or like it's going to be some sort of redemption and being like, I was able to do it for my mom. Stay here yeah. So yeah, obviously it's going to be one or the other. Yeah, thought she was going down for sure. And then the uh-oh moment of the episode began where Big T is doing a confessional and she says she thinks she found her soulmate. And I'm like, oh, oh. oh no, oh no. And we hear Logan say that Big T wants, that he only wants a little bit of honey and Big T wants all the honey and he's not here for it oh yeah that was a bummer to watch that was a bummer to watch because i was like i was like yeah it's like big t's gonna have this thing like the whole season um so yeah that was sad i don't know what happened I don't know. I wish that, like, wish that they were just. Yeah, I think it was the. I think it was the tale of Oedipus that uh, that turned him off. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a typical myth. Like, I'm surprised that he didn't learn that in like grade ten. I know like, he looked so shook by it. I was like, "What?" Heard like, of with so much so typical. That, that was interesting to me because then I was like, oh, Logan just doesn't have that much going on up here. He's very pretty, but I don't think that he's got a lot uh, going on up there. Unless he didn't recognize the story because of translation. I'm giving no. him some credit here. That is translated <laughs> in every language. <laughs> Look it up. Okay, my next uh oh moment, and I got very worried because you know the Skype scene is the kiss of death. So I got faked out basically because we see Amanda having a Skype call with her son and her best friend, and she's crying and not knowing if it was worth it to be there and that she had this child, but at the same time, she's in the front line, frontline worker for the pandemic in a hospital. Like, I was like, oh my God, is Amanda going home this episode? I was like, oh my goodness. Like, is it going to be Amanda versus Priscilla and then Priscilla wins? Is that what's going to happen? That's where my mind was going. You? Oh, no, I didn't think that. I just thought like they were like, let's give, let's give the Amanda as a mom now storyline. I Like, whenever I see the Skype phone call, you know that someone's going down usually. <laughs> usually like uh oh 
talking to family. Bye bye. Like it's just always okay. over. So they, Jenna being Jenna's being yelled at Zach. She's going in. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I see where I see where you're coming from. Right um, so yes, I was very worried. I put big stars and question marks beside this whole thing. I'm like Skype call. Oh man, is Amanda going down? So I was worried from the beginning for her. <laughs> Oh, wait, speaking of Amanda, let's just catch up on some of that tea. Um, so how did this all go down? So Fessy, Corey L, uh, Hisela. Corey. Corey. I think Corey. Corey oh, there. no, sorry. Corey L. Uh, yeah. That Corey L. Hisela, Fessy. Tony? And there's one more person. Wasn't Tony there? Tony. At the, ch at the challenge, like, mania thing or whatever? I don't know what it was, but Gisela went out with Corey L. Fessy, and there was another person in that photo. So I'm just thinking of a particular photo. And that's the same night that he, they were at some sort of club where he's texting Amanda, but then macking on some girl. Hmm? And calling. Or in calling, I suppose. And there's somebody that has video footage of fessy like i don't know if they kissed or not but like the girl was like into him and he wasn't completely saying no to her advances and so and he also told her that him and amanda were not exclusive oh well, but i thought they weren't aren't they not i don't know but i think maybe they were maybe they did have that conversation because it was somebody, it was like another challenger that was like, yeah. Oh, it was, was Michaela. That was the other person. Okay, that was the picture that, I, that I'm picturing. That was the night that they went out. Mm, okay. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> so I mean, they're done, I think, for now. But do you think they'll get back together? I don't think so. I think that Amanda is like a very one and done type of person and also like, her baby daddy cheated on her. So I think like, she's just like, if I just honestly believe that they had a conversation that they were exclusive, because mm -hmm. if not, then why would Amanda have like gone and like tweeted that whole thing? Like I'm done with his ass and like all of that stuff, you know, like that just doesn't really strike. I know she's like not far, but that doesn't really like strike me of like somebody who actually, I take that back. I don't think Amanda's crazy. Um, she's outspoken and doesn't take shit. Uh, but I think that, yeah, I think that they had a conversation that they were exclusive. And I, I think that Fessy was downplaying it or telling girls that they weren't, so. Not good, Fessy. I mean, it's fine to go and do that, but just don't have the conversation that you're exclusive and don't get, like, don't don't be pretending that you want one thing if you want something else. You, you're very very open to seeing whomever you want. Just don't pretend that you want to be in a relationship with somebody. It's not that hard. Like yeah. Amanda probably wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, okay, we're just gonna be something open, and she could choose whether or not she wants to participate in that. But like the fact that you're like pretending that it's something more, and then you don't want to be in something more with her. It's just like, it's just so annoying. It's so, yeah. of course, Bessie, of course. Of course, of course, yeah. I don't, I think a lot of us were not surprised. I guess I was, I was surprised. Like, I was surprised by the speed. Yes. I it came quick. I was going to say that. I was like, ah, oh, it was a lot faster than I thought, but like, it's Fessy. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, messy, fessy, all the way. So we get to the daily challenge and TJ's like, be ready for anything at any given time. And it's time to adapt. And we were all wrong. All of us. I know. It's so funny because there was been, there have been so many people that were like, it's going to go to like cutthroat and it's going to be like teams. And I was like, there is no fucking way that they're going to do that. Even CT was wrong in this episode. He was like, yeah, I think it's going to be an individual game from this point forward. Even he was wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, great that they surprised us. We didn't really, we still didn't really know what was going on yet. So everybody was going to be playing this portion of the challenge individually. So they're no longer going to be competing in pairs. It's called Diamond Dash, and there's going to be, you know, it's go to one of three stations and finish the task, get a number to get their diamond. No, they get their sledgehammer or get their diamond? Sledgehammer? Diamond? One of the two. Whatever. Get something. The sledgehammer and, and the, like, the or their, like, it's a sledgehammer and then their initial, like, gem. gem but not, right. like, the actual, like, diamond in the end of the challenge. Right. So... After they do all that stuff, they have their sledgehammer and then they have their other gem that they had to go and choose one of three stations in order of, of when you arrive there. So there's an emerald station, there's a ruby station, and there is sapphire, sapphire station. So red, green, and blue. And so they all had to like do these different tasks. So I, th- I thought they were a little bit challenging to figure out how to do them so i didn't understand so one of them was like binoculars and you have to look for your number but was it like a code i i will be honest i was a bit lost in some parts of this challenge like i know there was like there was like the scratching part scratch one which seemed terrible that nobody seemed so anybody that did the scratch one was automatically last so far behind yeah uh but yeah I, i was just like that's happening and then the other one was taking like piece of a briefcase and shove it through um, a specific slot in a wall and then cl- and then scale the wall. And it had your number in it and you had to go and open your code to your vault or whatever and get your gem. <laughs> Anyways, so once you finally get their gems, you can choose one of those three cells. So what did you think about this part where you had to choose which, which cell that you're going to be on? It was going to be teens now. Cells of six. <laughs> I was literally laughing because I was like, and this is when the shit starts. <laughs> well, it's going to get really messy. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the thing that gave me the biggest reaction, uh, there was, a, there was a couple things, I guess. The thing that gave me the biggest reaction was CT. Like he was just kind of being a dick the whole time, but you really get to you get this thing now where it's like ct's like there's only so many more seasons that i have of these like i need to just cut the, to the chase and like not be uh super nice to everybody but it it's interesting to me how basically he gave big t like the amber treatment this whole season and like as much as he like pulled this like thing last season where he's like i love big t and like blah blah blah, blah all of this stuff it's like he just knew he was in shit, so he did that to like gain favor with viewer with viewers. But I think, as far as CT is concerned, he's like, I just never want to be around with Big T ever again. And you could right. really see that, like when Big when Big T was like coming over, and he's just like pointing over, and then poor Big T like 
still doesn't really like, I mean, she probably gets it now, but still didn't really like get it and was like, oh, like he's, he's got his, like, he's looking out for my best interest or maybe he just doesn't want me on his team. Like, I just think she should just like give up on him and like. This is the thing with CT. He likes people. He, I think he does like helping people be strong and like get like make somebody great. Like I think he does like that to a certain extent, but they need to have more heart and she doesn't have enough heart for him. So like you can see like with everything that Emmy has been doing is showing him that she has heart. She has grit. She will lay it all out there. She will bleed. She like, that's something that big T doesn't fully have. And that's something that he needs in a, in a partner. And so I get it. Unfortunately, like it sucks that big T is not the type of partner that CT wants to have, but it isn't a game for a lot of money. And so, yeah, you're right. He doesn't want to, you know, keep that friendship. It doesn't really matter. She's, is she really going to have any power that's going to like get him out? No. Well, this is a, this is an interesting thing that you that you bring up. Like, everyone loves Big T, and I love Big T's personality. I think she gives great confessional, and I just like her genuinely. But I don't know. I feel like a better reality show would be better suited for her than the challenge. I just don't really think that she has that much heart in it, as much as she did last season. Well, and she had more heart because she was in love with CT and like she was trying to do it for him. And I think she needs to be doing it for her in order for people to be respecting her. You know what I mean? And being like, yes, like she will, she will lay it all down there. You know, she doesn't want to make somebody else proud. She wants to make herself proud. And I think that might be the difference between Emmy and her. I think so. And I, I, I think it's definitely one of those things that you, and that's why CT has been more behind Emmy this whole season. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's a thing like with big T I'm like, yeah, it just felt to me like when she started this season and even like in lat when she started last season, she was just kind of like playing it safe and just fading into the background, um, which is, I don't know. It just, it doesn't really make it that entertaining to watch her. Uh, well, and she didn't get any better. Like she, I thought she improved a lot last season with CT, and then I feel like she got worse, uh, like in between. And so, as much as I like her personality, I hundred percent agree with you. I think that she might. What, what show do you think she could be good on? I mean, <laughs> she came from shipwrecked, which is what. Yeah, I was about to say like Survivor might be better for her. Um, just because it is more strategic, but there's still the challenges. Like I don't know, love. She'd be voted out very early, I think, on 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 the Survivor. Yeah, Love Island. Like maybe Love Island. I I I just think that that's kind of more of what she's like looking for. But I again, I hope at the same time she doesn't get uh, the cash treatment. So. I don't know. I just, I don't, I just don't really feel like uh, the challenge is a super great fit for her. Mm, poor girl. So Chris says that he got survivor vibes from this episode with these tribes slash cells slash teams slash Ruby Sapphire Emerald. Um, I do get a little bit of survivor vibes with like teams of six, three teams of six. That's how we start off this current season of survivor. So I could feel that a little bit. 
Liz likes the cell twist. It has been a while since we had teams like this. Yes, I do like this cell twist because I like the fact that they, the less strategic people will, they'll flounder, right? Like before they were able to hide in like, we're a big one, big team, vets stay together. But now like they're going to get lost in the shuffle and it's only going to be the people that are actually strategic that will be making the moves that, that go through, I think. So mm -hmm. it'll be, it'll be fun. Like, so each team has the most strategic people. So, okay. I actually wrote down these teams. So Emerald is um, Nani, Josh, Casey, Devin, Tori, and Emmanuel. This is a stacked team with people that are pretty much all working together. And I yeah. think the brains of that operation, for the most part, is Devin. So I think that he's the one that's going to most likely be shaping the shots here. Yeah, De Devin and Devin and Nani will definitely be like the loudest voices, and the the, the voices of reason for sure. Yeah. Um, in the Ruby cell, so that's uh, like <laughs> poor poor team. Big T, Corey, Kyle, Priscilla, Emmy, and Logan. Now. For the guys, it seems decently stacked, but I think that Big T is a little weak. I think that having three rookie girls isn't well. Big T is not a rookie, but you know, two rookie girls and Big T is not great. Just against the other team's women, yeah. Um, and I think that Kyle will. I think Corey's going to want to be the voice of reason and the strategic mastermind of that team. But I think it's going to end up being Kyle. I can see Kyle working with the Emerald team and being like, hey, I will throw this mission to you guys if you keep me safe and if you take out so-and-so. You know what I mean? I could totally see stuff like that happen. He's he's a snake on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about Kyle, though. Like, he's like he's also just like a cockroach. Like, he looks around at his circumstances and he's like, hmm, this won't work for me. How can I benefit myself right away? And like gets to work. So he saw that right away with his team. He's like, this team is not good. How can I make this work for my advantage? And we see it at the end of the episode as well, where he's like, oh, <laughs> with this twist. <laughs> so um, Corey, I don't think knows what's going to hit him. And he I see another big fight between Corey and Kyle because Kyle is going to do something snaky for sure and not be all pro Ruby team. Um, and Corey is going to be pissed. And it's like, Corey, you were mean to Kyle. Like you were rude to him just last episode. Like he doesn't care about you just because you're on the same team now. doesn't mean that you're actually working together. Sorry, bro. Like yeah. play better. Uh yeah, that's not, that's not going to be a good situation. It's going to be hilarious, though. Uh, the Sapphire, Sapphire Cell is Amanda, Ed, CT, Nelson, Ashley, and Bettina. And I loved when CT was like, do I choose the workhorses or do I choose the Ruby team? And he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, I'll hmm, go with I'm Ed and Nelson here. <laughs> what I like about that, too, though, is that, like, Nelson isn't smart, um, as we've, we've learned, but Ed is, and they both are. They are, they are workhorses. So if CT tells them to do something, they will listen and execute. And I think that that's, that's something that CT likes. CT likes people that execute what he says well. And those two guys are definitely two people that could ex execute well. 
Absolutely. It's like a puzzle for Nelson, you know? Which CT can do. Gotta say, though, like, I know that we've been ragging on the season, like, explosions, bleh, so annoying. But I love when they put teams together and they have their, like, they're like Mortal Kombat, like, oh, yeah, yeah. like movement poses or whatever. And they're just like, I, I just love the group shots when they have it. It's all in like hologram. I think it's very badass. I liked that. At first, I didn't like it when it was like, just like, it was like Josh's first, I think. And it just had his and I didn't know where it was going. But then when they put it all together and it was like the group ones and I was like, oh, no, that's actually pretty sick. It's yeah. sick. <laughs> I was like. Very cool. Like, I'm always down with a hologram. Like, yeah, I love it. I loved it. So now that they're in these three cells, um, they have to do another task together to have their entire cell be the agency, which all six people would be safe. And they would be, we learn that they're going to choose who is going to be going down into the lair. So... I thought that the Sapphire team was going to win this one. So what they had to do was they had to break cinder blocks and get pieces of this broken cinder blocks to fit through a grate, which would be some sort of weight or like a, a lever, I don't know, teeter-totter that will teeter down. And then what's the, how does that work? What was on the other side? I can't remember. How did it go? <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, uh, the, lost. Lots I got that I got that part and then get them getting the diamond. Yeah, like how did they get the no, the diamond must have been in they they must have made had to make it go down. Anyways, they had to fit cinder pieces to make it teeter down for whatever reason. Somehow they're gonna release something to be able to get the diamond once they move their diamond to the position that team is going to be the agency. Um and so I thought the the, the sapphire team was doing really well. And Devin had a smarter idea. I was just like, let's just get this teeter totter down and like just put it all on top. So then we could all just start feeding things into this grate instead of like somebody just on their tippy toes, just like trying to put pieces in. Yeah. So CT says that uh, Devin out, like, broke the game, outsmarted the system, um, found a loophole. And isn't CT the one that was used to be the one that the guy that found all the loopholes? It's CT. Wes and was bananas. It, it was always, I feel, like was, I feel like it was always just um, CT bananas, West? bananas and Wes, and then like. I feel like I feel like I've heard like, bananas say right? that about CT before. Mm. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But anyways, regardless of the point, is that that to me says a new era of the strategist being Devin. Like he's really solidified himself. If CT saying that he's finding the loopholes, like that means that he's becoming the person that could game these different challenges to win. So I'd be worried about him. I wonder if Dev, if CT is a little bit more worried about him now after that, you know, <laughs> I wonder. I don't so. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think so. <laughs> Well, I mean, what about if, what if what if Devin decides to get CTO because he's smart? Yeah, but that like the thing about it is is like CT's like if CT wasn't an intelligent um seasoned person, then I would be like, "Oh yeah, he's screwed." But he's intelligent and he's seasoned. So yeah. that's going to be and people know it, man. People know it. 
That's why not, not a single person has CT's names on name on their lips. That's true. They know Except it. Definitely though. Definitely a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, yeah. true. Hi, Riley. Thanks for being here. The Riley says it's it's still funny hearing Donnie described as a voice of reason. She comes so far. Well, I did hear that. I believe her drinks and maybe it was Ashley's drink intake was reduced because they were getting too drunk. So they, go ahead. They were given, uh, they had to go into a drink ticket system because it used to be like, yeah, whatever. They could just drink as much as they wanted. But uh, it was like Corey, um, Nani and Ashley like got way too rowdy. I think maybe a couple of other people. So then they would give them like, they're like, okay, you get like this many drink tickets. And once you're done, you don't get any more alcohol. Which is stupid. Hello. We want to see drunk drama. It's wrong show, guys. Like, if you're in insurance, MTV, raise it then. We want to see <laughs> stuff like people throwing cup of hot couples of noodles everywhere, not explosions. Absolutely. We're Absolutely. Absolutely. I would rather see like sloppy makeouts over explosions any yes. day any yes. day any day i want to see people hung over doing these these stupid activities but maybe yes. that's the liability is like oh like all these things are so dangerous that we don't want them hung over and like to really hurt themselves Just take out the explosion budget lift up the insurance and give them more boots and their insurance must be pretty high right now with like covid time so I I'm feel sure like they, it's insane. Have a buffer. But MTV can afford it. Yes. So. Yes, they can and they should. Um, they're starting to get it right. And then they always just like fumble the bag. What's going on, MTV? So frustrating. So the agency is Team Emerald. So that's Nani, Josh, Casey, Devin, Tori, and Emmanuel. It is a pretty stacked team. Um, I was expecting it to be Sapphire, but I was okay with Emerald winning it. Were you scared for CT with Emerald winning it? Um, no, not really. I'm just not scared for CT at all. <laughs> I was a little bit though. I was like, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to take a shot. Um, you know, he's complete. He doesn't have any protection, but I do feel because they didn't know all the rules that they weren't necessarily going to pull this trigger. But I was just, I was just curious as to like how big that they were going to go. So we do learn though from TJ, Mr. TJ, that is just going to be the agency choosing one female to go down into the lair. So when you heard this, what did you think was going to be happening with the game? Um, I still had my thoughts about, uh, Priscilla. I was like, I think Priscilla's probably going to go in. And then I was like, I feel like they're going to put like Bettina in. Yeah. It's, I, I kind of was like, wait, so maybe then the rest of the house are going to vote or like maybe the agency votes and the, there's a deliberation vote. And I was like, Hmm. And then I was like, or they choose their partner. So that did, it did cross my mind that the person that the agency votes in will choose their person. And that was solidified for me after the deliberation as like, I think they, they choose who they're going to go against. Did, did you think about that? No, I did not. I, I thought, I guess I was like playing it safe, but I was like, I thought that it would be like, um, 
the team that won that would choose? Both? Well, it, it wasn't, but they had, deli- they, oh, wait, you mean for, like, you mean for the, the layer or for de- deliberation? The layer, the layer. So I was like, I when, when the agency was choosing the person going down into the lair, I was trying to figure out how they were going to have an opponent. So I was thinking, I'm like, would it be the rest of the house? And then when the deliberation happened, I was like, well, it can't be the rest of the house because it was just the agency that voted in someone. I'm like, they must be choosing who they're going to be going in. So I, I figured that to must be the option after the deliberation. That's what I wanted, but I was like, oh, they haven't done that in so long. Like, they're probably not going to do it. <laughs> so I was very happily surprised. I was like, yes! Me too. Um, I was just, I was like, please, please let Priscilla choose. That was um, what my my hope is. But we're not at the deliberation yet. We are at the club zone, Fanta. How did you find this club scene tonight? Well, it was only strategy. It was strat talk. And that's one thing that I liked about the cells is that it forces the people to all work together to try to figure out a either what to do if they're the winning cell, the agency cell, or like what they might want to say in the deliberation or try to come up with some sort of gameplay. So yes, I love this club scene with all the cells strategizing together. Thank you. I really like that because... Um, okay, you might have to remind me again uh, the order of it, but there was tension starting with Ruby team. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right? Like, I mean, throughout the entire episode, Kyle's confessionals were so funny. Like, just talking about how, like, such trash Ruby team is. Oh, my God. And he's, like, even when, like, after the, the, I don't know if he said it in the confessional, but he was like, all oh, you girls are going to go crazy tonight. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little snake. Um, so there was that. And then, like, there was, like, the beginning talk of, was it the beginning talk of, of getting Ashley in... Um, well, Corey started talking with their picnic thing. Um, I don't think I don't know if it happened yet because I didn't write it down. It might happen. I'm just misremembering. But Corey is talking about how to his team. It's kind of like he's taking like the the coach oh, yeah. dad role, and he's like, you know, we're the underdogs, and that could be a good thing because like if we're an underdogs, that means that they might not want to come for us. They might want to take like a shot at someone bigger, and like he's trying to motivate his team. I'm just, just like I'm <laughs> just rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's not his role. It's not his role. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he's trying to do it, but he's just, he's not, he's not good at it. Like <laughs> Especially everyone, with like Kyle there rolling his eyes. Exactly. I mean, and that was the thing like in terms of, wait, we're not at deliberation yet, right? Almost, but not quite. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about it after. But yeah, that was the thing. Like they obviously have all of this animosity towards each other. And then there's too many kind of rookies on their team to like really like know like okay like, oh. what do we do like who do we really look to well if in my opinion if Corey was smart because the only real vet there would be kyle and then big t so like big t and and kyle are kind of a joint package they both come from the uk and they they do look out for each other to a certain extent everybody else is a rookie so logan's a rookie but um and the two other girls are, are rookies so 
I would have been, if I was Corey, been like right up to Kyle being like, Kyle, man, okay, we're on a team together. Can we put behind us what happened last couple days? Like, it doesn't matter now. Like, can we work together to try to like get both of us further along? Like he needed to come and do that and not just assume yeah. because like, no, we're part of the same team, Ruby, that we're just going to be all hands in. Let's work together. Like, it's just, that's just not realistic. You've called him a snake to his face multiple times yeah. and you clearly don't want to play with him. He should have tried to mend, in my opinion, that fence before he decided to like let's go kumbaya all hands in. Yeah, no, I I 110 percent agree. He should have done that, and that's part of strategy, which is not in Corey's wheelhouse. Uh, right, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. There's not, of course not. We do see Tori talking to Priscilla, um, kind of. Tori's and when she's in a position of power and she's just kind of like, you know, don't give up, man. Like, she's so strong. Like, you're good. Like, Tori, she's always being Tori. I know. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just like everything that um, Tori does just comes off as so disingenuous. So it's yeah. just like, she kind of, she does this thing, like, it just throws me back to when she, like, went and, like, shook Esther's hand like, and did that whole thing. Like, she just does everything to, like, gain favor with everybody, which good strategy-wise, that can be a good thing to do, but there needs to be a point to what you're doing. Because even if you have the intention to, like, gain favor with that person, but you're, or you, what you're doing, sorry, rather, is you're, you're trying to gain favor with the person, but your intention eventually is going to stab them in the back. We need to see that yeah. in narrative. We need to see it in confessional. We need to see you like planning this. But like every time she's just always like, oh my God, girl. Yeah, girl, you got it, girl. So good. Oh, girl. Yes. Oh my God. Like badass move. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just it's like, it just, there's nothing there. There's no substance. No substance. So that's all I wrote down for the club zone. Um, and then it's the next day, I believe. And Logan friend zone. No, that, that night is that night. He friend zones Big T, so he doesn't sleep in the same bed with her. He sleeps like by himself, like seems like on a, like a sleeping bag between two like two bunk beds. And what I didn't understand was like, what was his? I didn't really understand his reasoning. Like he was like he was like he wanted to be friends first. I think only friends, and she wanted. Oh, okay, more that's. Okay, I just misunderstood him. Okay. Yeah, well, from what I gathered is that she probably is, like, making moves on him, and he just wants to maybe be friends and doesn't want to, like, if they're sleeping in the same bed and cuddling and stuff like that. Like, he even says, he's like, no more cuddling, no more, ki like, kisses. Like, he's not going to make her believe that there might be something more happening and so oh. completely friend zoned poor girl that's and then the next day she's telling telling priscilla she's like welcome to my world and um priscilla shares with her her plan of what she's going to say into the deliberation so what do you think of priscilla's plan she okay so what she was wants to pitch is that you know um wait she came third what is that? I don't even, I don't even know my, my thing. My, oh, she my wanted to pitch for deliberation? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Well, one of her pitch points was that she's never been to a final. And I'm like, that's okay, that's, but right now. That's, that's neither here nor there. Like I've, I, I've just never really been, a, I've never really been a big fan of people doing the pitch of like, a la, I, mean, I deserve to a be there. Meetings or things. Um, I'm very weak. So you want me in the final, like I've just never been into that type of pitch. So I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, I just, <laughs> you know. I would have probably gone to all the men on that team and made deals with them maybe and be like, listen, like, I want to run this final with you. We can do this together. Like, save me. Like, you got to be pitching to the men now and or the women that aren't scared of you, you know? Yeah, I, you're right. I think that the better way to go about it is to to do the deals and not wait till deliberation to be like, Hello, everyone. I'm a weak player. Keep me around. Like, it's just, I've never, yeah, I've never really been super into that. So, yeah, I was just like, meh. And also, she's not super weak. Uh, but it wouldn't be, be a selling point being like, yeah, I've never been to a final before. It's like, ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. nope. Neither was ever. Neither was like anybody really until they won it. So, I mean, she probably wouldn't win, but still. It's like, I wouldn't want her, if the finals were have they have been for the last like 10 seasons where you switch out partners, that wouldn't be a selling point to the people that I would be running the final actually with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never been to a final and I'm, I, I might, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm, so yeah, then people like the people who are like, okay, I want to, I want somebody strong to run a final with. They're like, whoa. It's like she's not on my team right now. Yeah, so. what's, in it, what's in it for me? Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't ever want to hear that argument again in deliberation, where people are like, well, I'm weak. Take me along. It's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> so it, you use that argument though when you have nothing else to say. Yeah. Um, and then our, I've already been down. It's like, you've already been down means that it's a perfect reason for you to go down again, babe. Like, <laughs> sorry, hon. You're cute, though. Um, I'm happy that she's at least trying to think about ways to, you know, get something in her favor. She's thinking a little bit, but not really useful, these thoughts. Um, so we see Team Emerald coming together. Um and Emmanuel is very effective about protect how he protects Emmy. Like he doesn't really show how much he's protecting her. And I think he does a very good job. What do you think? I totally agree. Because oh, he's not all the way out there like, ah, oh, all of the stuff. He's just doing everything behind the scenes. And also you don't want to be the type of person, for, again, to be like, ah, oh, because then people are like, oh, you two go come as a package. So we have to fix that. Exactly. He does it in a way that it's not obvious. And I'm very impressed by how he goes about protecting Emmy in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Emmanuel, I love you. This is very good. Um, and so they decide that they want to take the strongest girl out of the weakest team. And I think that that's the smartest strategy to, to go. You want, it would be great to have one team that you can count on that was always going to be going in so that you can just pick off their numbers and, that's that's probably the best way to do it. Um, do you think any other strategy would have been better? Not really, because I mean that that really really puts a wrench into a team, and then you can just keep dominating after that. 
It's a smart. It's the smartest thing to do. Exactly. Just keep winning. Like just take out an entire team. That's could be like six weeks or whatever. Six eliminations that you don't have to deal with. Yeah. That's my route. And then it could be very could be like mini purge then final. And so yeah, definitely keeping your odds that just just knock out that one team. Brutal. Yeah. We're, waiting. We're waiting for a mini purge. I thought it was going to be this episode, not going to lie. Um, I really thought that maybe that they maybe the teams were only teams of like four or something. And so that like four people would have been purged. Um, I wasn't sure, but I was wrong. So Josh does suggest Ashley and Nani doesn't really like Ashley thinks Nash Ashley is pretty sneaky and sneaky. And I was like, oh, my God, would they do that? Do you think they do you think it was wrong of them not to swing that big and just like take a shot at Ashley? <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny because, again, I'm very shook that I have to quote Josh uh, when we talk about strategy. Um, but it was very interesting when Josh was like, well, if we're taking a swing at her, like, we have to make sure that we get her because if she comes back, like, we're kind of screwed. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I personally didn't want them to go after Ashley, but uh, Nani's playing strategy. Like, she's actually really, really considering, like, okay, like, I want to make a final. Like, I want to make a final and I want to win. So, what is my best path to do so? Um, which I personally believe would be getting rid of Casey, but she's not going to do that. So, um, uh, so yeah. The only thing, though, is if you miss, though, Nani is somebody from that team that people would be willing to go against in the lair. So she may not want to, you know, ruffle those feathers, you know? It's so dicey. It's a very dicey move. And also, like, you also will have Amanda who will come after you. Exactly. And, and like, like, Nani's trying to do this, like, as blood diplomatic. Free. Yeah, mm -hmm. and as diplomatic as possible. So... Um, so then I was wondering, like, are they going to do Ashley versus Amanda? Is that what's going to end up happening? Because, like, I saw the phone call scene with Amanda. I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, what if they decide to swing big? But we still didn't know how the lair was going to work yet. So I was like, that was just, like, a fleeting thought. So we get to the deliberation. And Corey's all types of mad about we can't even get unified like by wearing our team color. Everybody, all the other teams are wearing their team colors. And Kyle's like, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm dressed as an emerald. Yeah, like it's not, that, it's not that big of a deal. Like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's so, Corey just doesn't have anything to say. That's all I thought when I watched that. I was just like, he just doesn't have anything to say. Like, he just doesn't know how to talk to people. And when he doesn't get what he wants, then he just gets super frustrated and then does that. But it's like, like you said earlier, like, there is a way to talk to people to get them on your side, even if you need to, like, manipulate people. But it's like, a lot of the best vets know how to do that. And Corey, like, what is this, his sixth, his seventh, eight, ninth, ninth season? Maybe and he still, he still doesn't know how to talk to people. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, you've got, you've got these rookie women in the middle and Big T. 
um, who are just kind of like lost in the middle, like you have this opportunity, but you're not taking it. And then you're just like taking it on, out on Kyle for wearing a green shirt. Oh, Corey. Oh, Corey. Terrence finds it ironic that Nelson and Ashley were at each other's next the previous episode, but now they're on the same team. Well, they're also in each other in her bed, like at the beginning of the season, and now they're on the same, and then they're at each other's necks, and now they're on the same team. Um, they're probably, I could see them making out again later on. Like, yeah, will I get more point, new points if they decide to make up again because, like, they've had like a break yes. in their make out. Okay. Yeah, you do. Fresh sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I do find it really funny because, like, yeah, it's just, I mean, I guess, like. Nelson's kind of like a like a goldfish too. Like he's already he's forgotten about Berna, and like he's just now chill. Okay, hi Sean. So Sean says it's a good, good thing for them that Ashley, Amanda Ashley, and Nani Casey are on teams together. Or you could threaten to choose their yes, their pair if you get thrown um, in as an incentive to keep them. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons why they decide to stay together. And so it was funny because Corey was like, you know, this is where, uh, where being a vet comes in handy. We want to like spread out. And he would have probably been in a better position if he had stuck with Nelson because it would have probably been Nelson, him. I don't know if Ed would have joined the two of them necessarily. And then CT would have come and probably would have worked with, with Corey and Nelson. And I think that Corey would have been in a much better position in that way. hundred percent. hundred percent. would have. It's very funny. Like I do understand spreading out and that's also kind of the same rationale that Kyle had, but I don't think Kyle had a, a, a space to even go on the Emerald team. I think all the guy spots were filled up when he came around. So he didn't have any other choice, but to be on Ruby, but yeah, like at least he can keep an eye on on Corey and infiltrate if he needs to, which I can see him doing for sure. For sure. So Devin tells the group he's such a dick. <laughs> you know, we haven't made our made up our minds yet. So uh, you know, I want you to tell us why we should like throw you in or not throw you in. I'm just like Devin with power. I, I know. I hated that. Like it just. It, yeah, it kind of sicked me out a bit. I was like, shut up. I mean, it didn't, it didn't. I was just like, you're such an asshole, but I kind of like it. But like, he's making TV and people just followed. So they just started just spilling what they, you know, what they wanted to offer. And Priscilla is talking and none of those Like, people are just starting to talk. And that's what he wants. He wanted people to throw people under the bus. He wanted pitches to be flying. And he got that. And I'm sure that they had their mind made up. They all chose Priscilla. <laughs> shocker. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Yeah, see it now, ladies. I'm sure I wonder if he's gonna be that vocal when uh when his neck is on the line. So poor Priscilla, though. Priscilla is gonna be going into the lair. Um oh, sorry, but one funny thing though was when Big T was saying her little her pitch points. And she's like, you know, like, I, I'll i go down if I have to, but if I don't have to, like, I'd prefer not to. And Kyle's like, so when do you want us to pencil you yes. in for when you want to go down? 
Oh, so funny. Amanda does mention being a mom. Um, Bettina mentions that she's already been down there and she thinks she's proven herself. She's obviously has not seen this show before because she's going to have to be doing that for like three more seasons before like she's proven herself. So she has like a good three or four more eliminations to get through before there's proof there. But uh, good try. What do you think about Emmy's speech that she writes? Okay. I know people were like... <laughs> I know people were like totally loving it, but I'm sorry. As soon as she like was like, I wrote a speech and like took out a piece of paper. I was like, no, I'm tired of the written speeches. I have PTSD. I don't care if it was ghost written uh, by Shonda Rhimes. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I don't want a speech. Um, I mean, and what's really funny about the speech is like, and in any time when speeches happen, it's to me, they're just, I, I can't take them seriously. Cause I'm just like, you couldn't remember that, but I do know that English, they're not her first language. So like, I have to do also be a little bit compassionate there with the fact that like, she's completely out of her comfort zone, but the faces of everybody trying to look like they are having compassion in this moment. Like you can see everybody's just like. <laughs> I know it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Casey, you don't care about this damn speech. I know. I was like, why is any everyone like afraid to be like? I would have loved like episodes ago if, if somebody was like, "Hey, Emmy's song at the club was bad. It wasn't like, bad. It, it was okay. bad. It was okay." It, it was wasn't okay. it was a big it was, bop. It wasn't a bop. Like it was okay at best, but it was not good. And I would have just loved for somebody to be like, "Hey, like that was like." But everyone was like, "Yeah, that was the best song I've ever heard." All this stuff, and I'm like, "You don't have to say that." <laughs> maybe they because did. It's not true. But maybe they did. Maybe production made them do it. But yeah, it's just it's weird. Like it felt very like forced like <laughs> thank you thank you Sophie says that emmy's song was horrible <laughs> it was not good and i really felt like that episode like production was like really like shoving it down our throats i was like holy shit this whole scene is like so emmy. long yeah so yeah i don't know the speech thing was weird i was like really not a single person like not even kyle is gonna be like uh Maybe he just was like, uh, I'm not allowed to hate on yeah, this girl. I think there's like, I think there's like some ban on like making fun of Emmy this season. Maybe there might be weird. She might be like no, like uh, hands off, off limits, no go zone. So Terrence says, obviously, Bettina hasn't seen the season Jay was on. Exactly. Mm. That's the that's the normal like. I mean, I know that there's a lot of things about seasons past that we don't like, and we definitely didn't want like the same winners, people winning all the time. But I do have like an appreciation of the kind of not hazing, but like people like, rookies proving their point, like they're they're like actually proving themselves until they become vets, and then they're part of the vets crew and they're protected by the vets. Like, there's some part of that that I do enjoy, and I don't know if it's just because I'm old school or or what, but yeah, I think I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I don't think I don't think it's a one and done 
thing of yeah you go in and now you don't you get left and, alone it's like and that's and that's that's how and uh, that's how greats are created as well i mean look at look at uh cara marian free agents um she went in for every single one <laughs> <laughs> sophie dofi would rather hear me singing than any song um some of my friends would disagree with you if you <laughs> if you came to our uh karaoke nights Maybe we should have karaoke on reality realness one of these days. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I was born ready. I love karaoke. Let's do it. I'm karaoke. I'm always down for a little karaoke. What's your go-to song? Alien. Hit me, hit me, baby, one more time. Really? Yup. Ah. Mine Maybe. is um, ready sure. or not. Oh, so you Maybe can sure. actually sing because that's a difficult song to sing. It's not that much singing in it. It's oh, that, so it's you, like that one little. Like da, 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 da. that's I mean, no, it's easy. I mean, it's not hard. Okay, <laughs> that's the song. It's not too high. So for me, like I, I do come from like a, a musical background a little bit, and um, I have a very alto voice, and so I can't sing too high. And so that's the song that I usually can sing even when I'm drunk. It's not too high. I can hit the notes. You know. Anyways, <laughs> just a little bit about us. <laughs> yeah, more time, ready want to get to know us a little bit. Um, sometimes we'll throw in little tidbits. Exactly. <laughs> My, that same friend of mine that was that invited uh, me to her bat mitzvah where I got to dance with JT. Um, she was in the baby one more time video. She was one of the dancers in the hallway. One of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> well, hopefully she's going to be free soon so we can hear some more of it. <laughs> Anyways, back to the challenge. What were you saying? I think uh, you were talking. Yeah. Or I rudely cut you off. <laughs> okay, so yes, as I already mentioned, that all, all the agency members are going to be voting separately. And no surprise, it's Priscilla. Um, she does mention that she looks hot, though, in that hologram photos, which are badass photos. Like, I kind of want to figure out how they do that and, like, make it for, one for us. I'm going to figure it out, actually. <laughs> okay, if you can make I'm them to be impressed. I, I can figure it out. I'm sure. I'm. I'm going to. That's going to be my task for this from this week to next week is to make some holograms of us for sure. She's given herself a week, folks. I think I could do it in a week. Well, watch me now. Watch. So this is where I wrote down. I'm like, I hope she gets to pick her opponent. That's where I was like, okay, I hope that that's what's going to happen. Like, that's what I want to be. Like, if they're going to throw in Priscilla, they don't know all the rules of the game yet. This is probably why they didn't want to throw in Ashley, because they didn't know all the rules of the game yet. Mm -hmm. um, so then we get to the lair, and yes, she does get to pick her opponent, which I love because nobody other than the agency is safe. Um, so you were happy about this, correct? I loved it. I like screamed and I clapped. I love that. Uh, it's been so long. I mean, how, when was the last time that 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 was uh, available? Um, I can't even remember. When was the last time? I'm like the duel. Like it's been so maybe more recent than that, but it's been so long and I love that. And I wish I wish they, I hope that they keep that in some format every season continuing. And I hope that they, um, I hope they keep that. And I hope they also do 
do it so that the dailies are whoever loses like automatically goes in if they bring those back i'll be good until you're muted sorry i was coughing before and then i thought i unmuted i pressed it but it didn't actually click no it's saying like maybe um they'll try it out again on all stars because they seem to be trying out all the old stuff on all stars to see what lands and so maybe this next season two of all stars we'll see the bottom team or person or whatever goes directly into the lair the arena or whatever it's gonna be called um yeah. i don't know why they don't like that twist why why they don't like the twist of uh like goes the bottom in the daily goes directly in I think because like for production, it's like too much of a risk if like the big favorites, for example, immediately go into elimination. But I think that's stupid because it's like the dailies are not really that fun to watch anymore because you can see people literally giving up when they see they're not about to win. And it's that, like, and then also like it, it incentivizes people to work together to get one particular team to win. So we saw in double agents when they're all just allowing fessy and anisa to win that ice block challenge one when if someone's life was on the line they wouldn't have allowed that to happen necessarily they wouldn't want it to have been last so i think that they need to change that and just take I, the risk take I the agree. risk but, well, do you know what though after the season i don't think that they will care anymore because who's the big guns that are going to be back it's not going to be west I don't think CT is going to come back again. Um, I feel like he might take maybe a hiatus and then show up on All Stars. Um, but Johnny Bananas doesn't seem like he's that plussed about the main season. He seems more interested mm -hmm. in All Stars if he were to play again. And yeah. um, I sent you that that article that he that he wrote, and I yeah. totally agree with him. He's one of us. Like as much as we don't like some of the things that he does, and he's an asshole, and how he's treated Morgan, all that shit. Like whatever. That's his part of his human character but like he is a fan of the show like us and what he's saying is exactly what we've been screaming about it's like they're taking away what is great about the show and changing it with explosion he's like he wants them to go back to bare bones and what made the challenge amazing and um yeah. that's why he says that he likes all-stars and so i'm totally in agreement with well, johnny bananas that's what like look at her already our all-stars is already like gearing up to shoot their third season <laughs> yes i'm <laughs> during um season changes liz i always get like allergy but then i get a tickle in my throat and then i'll have a coughing attack um it, it's getting better now because we're almost into fall but um yes it happens twice a year usually Uh, yeah, they're already working on it, and it's like, yeah, because it's such a big hit. Like, everyone just it was just bare bones. That's it, yeah. there's no explosions, none of this, like, all of the stuff. And you know what? At first, I used to really hate the idea of them casting uh new people, obviously. Like, I, I remember the time when they were casting people from Are You the One ages ago, years and years ago. And we were complaining about it. And we were like, oh, this sucks. It should only be real world people. But now I'm just like, it doesn't, the casting, they do need to fix the casting up. Um, but it's not the casting aspect. It's just like the components of, of uh, the game. Yeah. Yeah. They have to change where they're putting their budget.
I don't want to be confused on the dailies. I don't, I don't need to be confused on dailies. Like look at how much we enjoyed them running after a ball. And (laughs) last week we were like, we were so excited just to see balls in a mud pit. (laughs) Like, but like easy peasy. Like I, I would love to see that challenge again, where the two teams have to like they have like the like a strapped around their waist with like a bungee cord, and they had to like claw their way to like their bell. Like, give me that. I want to see them crawl to a bell. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you don't. I don't need these explosions. I don't need people spinning around on the top of a car. I don't need to see people throwing bags out of a helicopter. Like, cool. Like if I was on the show, like I'd find it fun just to be doing these new things. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. But as a viewer, it doesn't translate that well. Right. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't at all. So I, I wish, I wish they would went back a little bit more basic and maybe just like, I wouldn't even love an entire season where it was like old school, like let's redo the duel or something. And just like, have the same challenges that they did on the duel, but with like the new cast. Like, I think that would be fun. I would love that. It'd be so cool to see how well the the challenges hold up. And you could really be able to see whether it's the challenges or the people that makes the season. Yeah, I would love that. Like, what about like them roller skating around, roller derby? Like, you know, like the things that they make them do. And win a BMW motorcycle after. Right? Win, win some tickets to a, a hockey season, like a projector. Yeah, I love that shit. Me too. Me too. Me too. Okay, so everybody's asking us about Squid Games. I've not seen Squid Games yet. <gasps> I tend to be one of those people that get a little bit defiant when everybody's watching something. They're like, you have to watch this. And I just like, well, if I have to, then I won't. Like I just kind of uh, do that. I know, so I, I know yet. what you mean. I was doing that for a long time, and then I started it this weekend, and it's like all I think about. It's I've only so please no Squid Game spoilers in the chat uh, if you are gonna bring it up again. But uh, I'm obsessed. I'm like okay. five episodes in, and it's <laughs> it's insane. It's really good. Okay. But right, don't, I, mean, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything bad about it, but it's just like I get I get strange about when the masses are telling me to do something. I'm just like, no. Like that's why I never saw Breaking Bad because of this reason. Or it's like, watch it. I'm like, no. Like Game of Thrones, and they're watching. No. Like just any of these shows that people want me to watch, I'm always just like, I'll do it in my own time. And then it never comes. But I will do Squid Games because it's reality TV. It's not. Well, but you know what I mean? It's like, well, people have been saying it's like um, Big Brother meets um, Hunger Games with blood or something. something Interesting on the Big Brother part, but Hunger Games, I would agree. Okay. Hunger Games, like China or Korean kill game. Anyways, I'm interested, but I just wish that people weren't so hyped on it. Then I would probably watch it more quickly. Um, but honestly, if you guys are enjoying it, that's awesome. I will most likely have watched the season by next week. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, Natalie wants to know, do you think we'll be getting some Big Brother 23 people on the challenge? 
people that would I, maybe I'd like to see Derek X. Oh, but I feel like he's like will get crushed. I don't know how he's little. Very likable. He might be very likable, but he might get thrown in all the time and like kind like, of like an edge. I feel like he would get thrown in all the time. I really do like Derek X um, a lot, but. Uh, what about the beef between Josh and Derek F? What do you feel about that? Oh, I hate Derek F. I hate Derek F more than Josh. Yeah. Um, me too. Because Derek F was a misogynist uh, in the live feeds and just in general, he was just, I just can't stand him. Um, and like, it was so funny because he, he, what was it? He like tweeted or like said on Instagram, like, uh i would love to see you in a hall brawl to josh and josh was just like uh you're just you trying to ask <laughs> later i'm not getting into this um and like but josh called him out being like hey man just because you're starting a beef with me is not doesn't mean that you're gonna get on the show <laughs> yeah like it's just like go away derek f like you you slept all of big brother like, yeah. what do you think exactly that you didn't win any challenges? Like, what do you think you're going to do exactly in the challenge? But I think, who else is there, like, earlier? Maybe, like, Christian might be good? Yeah, Christian, maybe even Travis. Like, he might be just yeah. a little bit too out to lunch. But I mean, maybe yeah. Christian. Christian could be, like, like an Ed as well. Just, like, Labradoodle, like, really think, happy, good but at stuff. But I think that Christian is better strategically as opposed to Ed. Like Christian would actually like- He was with, with Alyssa. And I think that that's why he was like strategic. I don't think I that- just, I think I would prefer Christian over Ed. Yeah, maybe. I'm fine. Yes. I'm fine with that. I don't, I think Ed has lost his sparkle for me. You know, yeah. it was interesting. Now, okay, what else do you got? What do you got? I don't care for Ed. He's, I'm over him. Sorry, Ed. You had your shop. You didn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So Liz says, um, Angel Cake's analysis of what to do to fix a challenge that you mentioned before, um, Chantel was spot on too. Thank you, Liz. I actually, um, I podcast with um, Drew from Angel Cake on Fridays for Unreality Pop and we talk about the challenge. So I probably have some of his insights as well because we talk weekly and I watch all of his content too. So I'm sure that we both have Con whatever mix of mix of ideas coming in there but yeah you guys should all come and hang out with us we usually talk at 8 p.m eastern on fridays about the challenge again <clears throat> where i'm losing that <laughs> that draft that draft yeah i'm losing big time losing big time um but i do have ct so i might still win um, okay, so what else happened in this episode since we've been chatting for a long time now? It's down at the lair. She calls out Ashley. Casey gets goosies. I call them goosebumps. She calls them goosies. Um, and Ashley goes down there. And I liked how Ashley went down there because sometimes Ashley is really sour. And, you know, she kind of throws a little bit of a tantrum. But she went down there with a lot more grace than she usually does. Mm -hmm. And I liked seeing that version of Ashley that went down into the lair. Oh, me too. And I think it's because she like knew and she was like, honestly, like, how can I be, how can I be mad at this? Like, mm -hmm. how can I be mad at this? Absolutely. And I thought it was a great call out for Priscilla. Might as well call your shot. Like you go out a legend, no matter what, win or lose, you went toe to toe with the champ for your shot to stay in the game. And she created a name for herself. And so 
their task was quite difficult. They had to dig out, um, I believe it was seven tires that were different colors and they, under these sand piles, put them on a post and then go memorize a color pattern to restack these tires. And so it seemed like, like Priscilla was doing okay in the beginning. She was using her feet to move the sand, but Ashley was just like sliding her whole body over top just to clear out a whole bunch. And she seemed like figure out the written pattern and just do like a couple digs and found a tire. Like, so she really found the strategy quickly. Um, and before, it seemed like before Priscilla even got all of her tires out, I could be wrong though. Um, Ashley was on to figuring out the order. Yeah, she just, she just, like, she just beat Priscilla, like, just by a bit in terms of getting the tires out. I thought, I thought Priscilla had two Maybe. more, but I, I couldn't have, I, I felt like she had more to do. Because um, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. It's neither here um, so, so the, the Ashley sees like the colors, whatever, and she starts saying them out loud. And she's like, red, purple, green, red, yellow. And then all the vets start chanting it back to her. And like, you can hear CT's voice saying like, red, purple, <laughs> green, red, yellow. And so I actually got a little bit of emotion, emotional for Ashley because like they're chanting this and like, she was even saying in her confessionals before and after the challenge that she's never gone down into the lair when people wanted her to come back and she's never had people helping her. And I think this could be a big turning point for Ashley because she has, she's always been playing the game, especially since the Hunter situation on defense and protecting herself. And so I'm hoping that this allows her to want to play with people instead of like being on the outside. And so this could be a big breaking turning point for Ashley. So I really love this for her. Um, she does end up winning this lair. She's really relieved because she hasn't won one of these eliminations in a really long time. And she went out really gracefully. She hugs Priscilla. Priscilla gets a call out from TJ, as I said before, that I know you're going to see you here in the future. How do you think the whole lair went down? Were you blessed? Um, I agree with all of that, honestly. Like, I don't really love, that's always been my thing. I don't really love helping for the group. People help um, people during eliminations. But we have had that discussion of like, that is kind of all part of like the challenge. Like, it's a potential of what could, it's been happening since the beginning. Well, it's kind of like when like CT's like raise just raise your right arm, raise your right arm, you know, like stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind it. I but I we didn't didn't like it though that time when Wes was doing it with D though. Yeah, we that, hated it. That's <laughs> when we didn't like that. We hated it that time. Um, but yeah, uh, I liked it. I'm I'm glad because Ashley's needed this. She's needed this for such a long period of time to just like get her confidence back because she's just been so off kilter for so many seasons that I've been like, I don't know if she's ever going to win again. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly, it's come from her confidence. She's just been so underconfident and just like so all over the place. So she really, really, really needed this win. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy that she got it. And Priscilla got to go up against and go out against a two-time champ. I love that Ashley proved why she's a champ because like she really, she wasn't frantic at all. And that's, I think comes with being a vet is that like, 
flailing your arms and wasting energy being frantic isn't helpful. And so she was pretty calm the whole time. Yeah. Um, and you could see that Priscilla started to panic a little bit. And that was just, ex you know, exerting energy that needed to be kept for pulling out these damn heavy tires with sand in them. Yeah. I think regardless of Ashley getting help, though, I think she would have won. Yeah, I do. I do, too. I definitely think that she would have won. Um, I wasn't, I don't think she was in any danger of losing that particular challenge, unfortunately. No. And it was funny that Nani was like, but her. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, why would you want to yell this back at her and like help someone? And I'm like, yeah, that applies for the girls. But the guys, it's just like, it we want for the guys or anybody on her team. So she wants the Sapphire team wants her to come back. They don't want to be down a number. Exactly. So, so it's, a player. it's in their best interest to keep that team at a six. I think so. it was, I think it was definitely, and I agree. And I think it was definitely the situation where like Nani was like, shit, this is going to be a lot harder to get Ashley rid of Ashley than I thought. That. And she doesn't, she's not as protected as she thinks she is unless she's winning all the time. Um, because if people are calling out who they want to go against, like I said before, I'd be calling down Nani because Nani's not that great of an eliminations. I'd be calling down Nani, be calling down Amanda, and all the rookies would be people that I'd be calling down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't do Tori because she's a little bit taller and she seems quite sturdy. Um, so I would be scared of anything like physical with Tori, but I'd go for Nani if I had to call someone down. Probably she she's seems so she's also really little. Yeah, I think she's like five four or something IRL. Like I mean, yeah, this is real life, but well, she's five, five, but... you're five five. Mm -hmm. You have a problem with that? <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, One sixty-five centimeters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five eight in heels. Okay. Um, so the last twist of this um, episode, while we're finding out the new rules for this new era, is that the winner of the lair gets to choose which team they want to join, and it includes the agency, which I thought was like, uh, whoa. So I didn't think Ashley was going to do anything differently. Like I, I died of laughter when the Ruby team was like, Come <laughs> and Austin, she's just like, she's like, yeah, obviously no to the Ruby team. Yeah. Like definitely not. And they were just like, so brutal. <laughs> uh, you know reminded me of, did you ever play that um, Christmas game where you bring like a re-gift? So something that you got for Christmas that you didn't want and then you pass it around and like if you get like something terrible like when people are going around to pick what gift they want you just start like selling it and be like oh my god wouldn't you yeah. love these purple um ornaments or something terrible and you're just like trying to sell it yeah what what else it? We, we play that we play that every year what are they? <laughs> it's um, the so the ruby team is a re-gift that nobody wants yeah. <laughs> indeed it is and it she is. smartly goes back to her Sapphire team. It wasn't at the time for her to go and infiltrate that Emerald team. She'd make too many people, I think, angry. Um, and yeah, I think that she made the right decision. Stick with her friend, Ash Amanda. 
Um, they want to run the final together. This is the best shot for them to be able to do so is staying together and winning these um, eliminate these dailies. So happy with her decision. Happy that Priscilla went home. I'm sorry, Priscilla. Um, but I like I like this new twist. It shakes things up and it makes them have to think a little bit. Happy about it. I agree. I agree. So that's it for the episode. The one other thing I was watching just a little bit of the aftermath before we got on here. And Tori got 37 tattooed on her body. <laughs> so she said it's her favorite number and it's always been her favorite number. There's something about it that's just like, it's her favorite number. Now, do you think that this is because she won the season? Uh, and she got, like, the winners got 37 tattooed on their body? I hope not. I mean, my draft hopes so, but I hope not. <laughs> really, who else? Anybody else have a 37 on their body? <laughs> Why? Uh. <laughs> so, so that's that. Um, wait, wait, I don't think Panda's not that tall. Panda's, like, Bigfoot and Chantel's, like, mini-me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not, like I'm not that tall, honestly. Like, I would, tall, probably, like I would say probably like 70% of my friends are taller than me. And I'm 5'7". Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're not I'm short. above average height, but like. But Michelle is actually tall. Michelle's 5'10 or 5'11". 5'11"? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, she's tall. She's actually tall. Um, and like, I've, I've played reality games with her in real life. And like, she always has to like look down at me. I'm just like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Michelle. I didn't realize she was that tall. Yeah, she's super tall. Super tall. Well, thank you everybody here in the chat. Ooh, oh my God. We, no, we have to talk about that. You're right. Hi, Terrence. Okay, so just saw in the halfway point preview that CT is going to play the T-Bone Challenge where he lost to Johnny and Tyler. I hope um, uh, hear him. Oh, I hear him say choo-choo. I didn't hear that part, but when I saw, I was like, my mouth was open when I was watching that season, mid-season trailer. Yeah. Um, I was like, what is happening? I need to see this all right now. Yeah, I know. But that's, I guess, a lot of the people said, like Tori said this, um, and Devin, they were like, this was the episode where this, like, the, the season like really starts. Ooh. So I think from here on out, it's going to be like, way fun to watch i mean it's been pretty fun up until now it and i think it's because we love the challenge um but that preview of the rest of the season was pretty fire i was it got me excited so sure. if it's if it's amped up i'm here for it exactly um, i'm excited so liz wants to know how long do we think the cell twist will last uh, definitely okay so the next week is going to be a guy's a limb and then so maybe another another round of that so maybe three more weeks and then what will be on episode i think i think two more weeks but then it won't be even <clears throat> oh yeah the evenness of it all right um so that's what i'm thinking three more weeks would make it be at third not 13 can't be 13. Sorry, episode 13 sorry yes it can be episode 13. then maybe they'll do 
a mini purge. And then a couple weeks into the final, maybe. So I say three more weeks of this new twist. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like two okay. guys and two girls will leave due to this twist. Unless they do a couple double or limbs. Yeah, I was going to say. I think two more weeks and then one of them is going to be a double elimination. Okay, I can get that. I can get with that. Two or three more weeks. Um, I'm liking this switch up. I don't think it works long term, but mm -hmm. I like that they shook us up here. Um, okay. I still wouldn't have minded if they did a mini final where they, you, you know, as you finish each checkpoint, you waited for the next opposite sex person to run the next part of the leg with. I, I like that idea um, that they did on All Stars. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they brought something like that in because I thought it was successful personally. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they do. I am. Me too. Um, do you have anything else about this episode that you wanted to chat about that we forgot about? No. Liz says, I have 1947, but that was the year my dad was born. It is a part of a memorial tattoo. Absolutely. We're, I'm not against numbered tattoos. No, it's not. It's not numbered. Number tattoos are fine, and memorials are so lovely, and that's a very lovely um, memorial tattoo that you have for your dad. It's just, um, it's just Tory. <laughs> well, like, yeah, and like why, like she got a 37 tattoo, like on season 37 of the challenge. She must win. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> but, right though? I know, and it's stressing me out. <laughs> it's like why would you why would you get that tattooed on your body and then not say why you got 37 tattooed on your body unless you won and you can't say so with ct strip down i need to see if you have a 37 on your body <laughs> um. all right imagine christmas in the big brother lions no 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 no, no people no, no. are making me <laughs> Break up Ives. Ives. Sean wants to know if we think that they will merge into two teams. No. I don't think so, no. Not. If they would have done that, they would have done that now. Yeah. Like, that would have been the time. I think that they're too far into the season to go into two teams like that. Because usually it works the other way around. You usually go from bigger to smaller. Um, and on Survivor, yeah, maybe they do, like, a swap into two teams instead of three fine but um i've never seen them do that in the challenge i don't i don't see them doing that here no i don't but thanks for everybody participating in the chats in the chat room over there um anything to plug fantiza <laughs> um no i'm just working on that squid game baby all right we'll keep working on the squid game i'm gonna start it i will start it and if you guys want to hang out with us some more, subscribe. Thank you. Subscribe right down below. You know, we love building our little group of people that loves chatting about the challenge with us. Ooh, we have one last question from Liz here. Oh, wait, I know you're not only against it. I'm just saying, oh, just say a random number like 37. It's weird. Yes, it's weird. Yeah. It's story. So I, I say. Yeah. And I also would like, I my favorite number is 74. And I would never tattoo that on my body. 
my favorite number is 25 and I would never tattoo it on my body. I don't think. 25 maybe though. It's such a good number. <laughs> it's not as good as 74. It's like it's like quite perfect. I don't know. I think it but looks very good. A lot of people love that number, so um so yeah i mean but i still wouldn't i, I wouldn't get a tattoo to my body uh, at all anyways love you guys in the chat um what should we ask the the people that watch after to comment on so definitely like this video it helps with the youtube algorithm um comment yes comment on what you think that 37 on tori's body <laughs> means why did she get 37 tattooed on her body she says it's because it's her favorite number but i would love to hear your reasons as to why you think tori may have tattooed this on her body all right well we'll see you guys next week and michelle should be back in the game so we can hear her thoughts on everything about this episode and next episode it should be the three of us back together bye, bye.